I was reminded this morning of what a gifted body that we have. And it's so uh, tempting and easy to not think of ourselves as gifted, to not think of ourselves of, of the encouragement that we can bring. It's just so easy to let the enemy kind of convince us that we don't make a difference and that, you know, we should just just not even try. But when we begin to allow the Lord to use us, we bless other people. I mean, I just saw that so much today. I, I mean, just Trevor showing up it was a big deal for him to drive all the way down here. But when I looked out the window and saw him, I just, I just started tearing up. It just, it just blessed me. And this morning, just as we're worshiping, I mean, as you're praying, okay, the prayers that you uplifted, it, it just, it, it blesses me. I, I did, where's Edie? There you are, Edie. Yes, I, I just, I, you aren't you normally over here? I couldn't, I couldn't see you. Okay, I, I just, you know, as, as you pray things that others think and they're too, they just don't want to say it out loud. And so it just, it, 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 it's a blessing. And I mean, there's just so many of you when you, you pray, it's, it's a blessing. When you worship, okay? I, I mean, when I look around and I see some of you in the way you're worshiping, you, you don't understand what it's it's. It's grabbing me. Um, it, it, Bethany was saying earlier that she doesn't always pray out loud. But when she, that last song, I couldn't sing it. As she was singing it, I just, I just locked up. And, I, and it just poured over me. I mean, as you guys are coming up to do communion, that probably doesn't seem like much. But it just blesses me just seeing you guys go up there. It just, I say this because the enemy tries to limit this. And he tries to tell us that we don't make a difference. But I want to tell you the things that you do and you say, they make a difference. So let the Lord use you, okay? Uh, Debbie, as Deb, Debbie has such a gift of faith. And it just, it blesses me. And I'm so grateful for it. But it's just so easy just to lock up and to say, what I do doesn't make a difference. Or to say, you know, well, God will get it done some way. Hear me. God wants to use you. And when God uses you, it's going to bless you, okay? He's going to use you to bless others, but in the process of doing that, it's going to bless you and it's going to fill you. But the thing is, you must say yes. And you must say yes every day. And, and part of saying yes is pushing yourself. Because when we say no, we kind of we lock up and we kind of put the arms out and, and we, say, we say no to get God. And when that happens... The enemy wins. And, and the enemy comes in and he tries to twist our thoughts and he tries to say things again like, God doesn't need us. Well, God doesn't need us, but hear this. God wants to use you and when you open yourself up to God, you are going to be blessed. I want to look at a scripture this morning that talks about that. It's in 2 Timothy chapter 2. Beginning in verse 15, 
And I want you to hear this very first verse, this very first verse, um, and just hear what Paul's saying. Paul is writing to Timothy in this. Timothy is a, a, a spiritual son, and he's trying to encourage Timothy, and he's trying to guide Timothy around pitfalls that the enemy lays out. And I want you to hear this, because I think the Lord really wants to speak through us to us through this this morning. It says, Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive His approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Now I want to read that first sentence again. Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive His approval. Now one of the things that the enemy does is he twists things so that we misunderstand God in a way that we end up missing out on his blessings. I want to explain to you how he does that. First of all, let me share this. The gift of salvation. It's a gift, okay? Everything that we have is a gift from God. Your life, everything, it's a gift from God. But I want you to hear this. You get to choose how you use that gift or if you use it. When you are given a gift, if you don't use it, you miss out on the blessing of it. I mean, I love horses. Somebody could give me a horse. That would be a great blessing. But what if I never put any work into the horse? What if I never did anything with the horse? Now, it might be nice to look out and see the horse, but what I really enjoy is riding the horse and having a relationship and all the things that come from that. God has given each of us gifts. He's given you a gift. If, and if you haven't received it yet, okay, it's there waiting for you. The first gift is he died for you to pay for your sins, okay? And when you receive that, he gives you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is able to bring out abundant life in you and bless other people. And when he blesses other people through you, it blesses you. But hear this. You are the one who chooses whether you use the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because what the Holy Spirit wants to do is the Holy Spirit wants to work in through you. But listen to this. In order for that to happen, it takes work on your part. It takes work. Now that work isn't something that you're doing to earn salvation. You can't earn salvation. It's a gift. But... God calls you into work. You know why? Because we're blessed when we do things. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever been used in a way that blesses other people? It blesses you. And so that's why God calls us into that. But one of the things that gets turned around is the enemy says, oh no, don't, don't do anything. It's all a gift. Well, yes, it's all a gift. But the God wants you to take that gift and he wants you to use it. What are we to work at? We are to work at submitting to the Holy Spirit. But I want to tell you that submitting to the Holy Spirit is work. You know why? Because He pushes us to do things that our flesh doesn't want to do. Your flesh is always fighting. Your flesh is saying, I don't want to do that. I want to just back away here and, and just be, be to myself. I don't know what's going to happen over there. If I, if I speak out or if I do things, I, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm going to stay over here. I'm going to be quiet and I'm just going to mind my own business. And God's 
saying, no, I've created you for something. And what we're going to find out in the Scripture is this. When you don't do that, when you don't say yes to the Holy Spirit, when you don't work hard to be used of God, what happens is you end up spending your energy on other things that are going to destroy you. And that's what I want you to see this morning. And I want you to be encouraged to the point that you begin saying yes to the Lord. Because when you don't, you end up following the enemy. And that's what you're going to see here. Paul's going to give two examples of people who were following the Lord, and instead of working hard at sharing the gift that they had been given, they began going off after something else and following their flesh. And what the Scripture teaches is they were being used of the enemy. Every one of us has that potential. I have that potential. I have to get up every day and I have to say, okay, who, what, what am I going to do today? Am I going to submit to the Holy Spirit or am I going to serve the flesh of Kirk? Okay, Because the flesh of Kirk is, is really ugly. But I get to choose and you get to choose every day. I want to look at some of the good things that, that come out of that in the scripture that we're going to look at this morning. The next verse says this. Avoid worthless foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. Now we're going to read about what he's talking about here when he says that. Verse 17 says, this kind of talk spreads like cancer, as in the case of Hymenaeus and Philetus. They have left the path of truth, claiming that the resurrection of the dead had already occurred. In this way, they have turned some people away from the faith. Now, I want to share with you what happened to them. They were following the, the path of truth. But here's what happened. Instead of submitting to the Spirit and, and, and working hard at that, they began to say no to the Lord. They began to put their arms out and say no to the Lord. Now, out of that, what happens, though, is we are not made just to sit around and do nothing. Okay, We, we want to do something. And so what happened is their flesh began to rise up. And one of the things that our flesh loves is to appear smart and appear like we know something that others don't. To share something that others don't know. And you see this in the church all the time. We want to hear some new thing that we've never heard before. And so we want to be the person that shares that thing. So rather than them working hard at, at following the Lord and submitting to Him, they began to resist Him. Their flesh rose up. And what they began to do is to share something that others hadn't heard before, which was the resurrection had already happened. And, and that kind of stuff happens all the time in the church. Because there are some people like, oh really? It did? Oh my goodness. Well, what, what does that mean? And they get all caught up on what this means rather than focusing on living a godly life. And what does it say? It spread like cancer. You know, cancer, when it gets into us, it begins to eat up all the good stuff. And that's what began to happen in the church. This stuff began to spread. Why? Because people began to say no to the Lord. They began to say no to the Lord. But there's something inside of them. They want to be a part of something. And when you're not a part of the, the good things that God is, is doing, you're going to want to be a part of something. And, and so you're going to end up chasing something that's actually not God. So it's so crucial that you say yes to God and you allow God to use you. He goes on there and says, 
But God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription. The Lord knows who are His, and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. Here's what he's saying. The people that, are talk, that he's talking about when he talks about the cancer and so on, it's all in the church. But what he's saying is God knows who's are actually His. Because there's all kinds of people that are saying, oh, I'm His, but they're not actually following the Word. They're not actually submitting to the Lord. But, but there's a desire in us to feel alive. There's a desire in us to feel the good things that come from serving the Lord. And when we don't have that, we start looking in all the wrong places. Okay? And that's what, the, what they were doing. They, they, they wanted to be a part of the excitement that God meant to put inside of them, but because they were putting their arms out to the Lord, they had to try to create a counterfeit excitement. And so they, they, they do so by teaching things that weren't really of the Lord. And that's what we can all get drawn into that. Again, if you're saying no to the Lord, what can happen is you can start hearing some you know, new teaching you've never heard before on the radio or the TV, and you can be like, oh, that sounds exciting. Oh, I, I want to be a part of that. And the reason you're getting drawn in is because you're actually saying no to the, Lord, to the things that the Lord is calling you into, the ways that He wants to use you. Verse 20 says this, In a wealthy home, some utensils, utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use for every good work. Now, which one do you want to be used for? <laughs> when we were out, Stetson and I were out in Utah this week and we were out... Um, riding, gathering cattle, and when you're out doing that, your shoes get filthy, okay? I mean, mud, manure, all kinds of stuff. And um, the, the guys, we, we, we stay in a bunkhouse, okay? So it's not like real clean, but one of the guys was walking around, he had junk all over his boots, and he decided he needed to clean it. So what he did was, he reached into the door, pulled out a, I don't know, fork, knife, something, I don't know, walked outside and cleaned his boot with it. <laughs> Now, if you're a utensil, which one do you want to be used for? Do you want to be used for something like that? Or think about the picture that Shane was presenting for us at the very beginning of worship. When you're sitting on that long table, and I mean, you can imagine the china that's out before you and the utensils. That's what you are created for. And, and when I say that, if you feel resistance, I want you to know that's the enemy. That he's convinced you of something that's not true. You were made for good works. You might think that it's a better idea to leave works to people like the preacher or the Sunday school teacher or something like that. But I want to tell you, <laughs> I'm not made for anything better than you. Okay? And when you are not a part of that, you miss out. I do this because I've been called to it, but also because I'm blessed when I do it. 
I'm blessed when I do what God tells me to do. I want, you to, I want to tell you that you are blessed when you do what God tells you to do. When He prompts you to do things, and you say, oh no, I, I'm not worthy, or, or I'm not capable. Well, you know what? The Holy Spirit is worthy. The Holy Spirit is capable. And the Word teaches that the Holy Spirit is living inside of you if you have received Jesus. So I want to tell you that you are missing out if you're saying no to God. And I don't want you to miss out. As someone who has experienced the life of God within them, I don't want you to miss out. So say yes to God. Work hard at it, okay? What that means is let it be your focus. If you came here this morning, it took work, okay? It would have been tempting just to hang out, you know? You've had a busy week, right? Why not just hang out? Why are you here? Because it blesses you. Don't just do it on Sunday, okay? Every day, approach the Lord. Work hard at seeking Him. It's not that you would gain His love. You know, that first sentence when it talks about gaining God's approval. What's that mean? That, that you're gaining God's love? No. God already loves you. If you have children, think about it this way. You love your children no matter what. But do you want them to make good decisions? Yeah. Are there decisions they make that you approve of and don't approve of? Yes. And it's really hard. You know, as, as Kathy was talking about, you know, when you had preparing to send her kid out, I got to tell you, it's tough because when they're young, you know, people tell you, oh, it's going to get harder when they're older. And you're like, whatever, this is crazy. But here's the thing. When they're young, you can control them a certain extent. Okay. I mean, you can grab them and sit them down. <laughs> When they get older, you can't do that. And you're not meant to do that. You are meant to train them so that they can go out into the world and walk with the Lord themselves. But it's so hard to watch because you can't do it. All you can do is try and guide them, okay? And when they get off track, try and bring them back. But you can't make the decision for them. That's what it's like for the Lord. He's given you so much. And there are decisions He approves of and doesn't approve of. Does it change His love? No. He loves you. But He cannot force you to love Him back and to trust Him. I can't force my kids to trust me. Okay, I can sit there and tell them, listen, I've been down this road before. I know where that path goes. Don't go there. And they can say, whatever. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm not saying which one it is. And in that moment, you, you want so bad. You're just like, you, you want to make the decision for them, but you can't. And God's saying to you, through His Word and through His Spirit, child, trust me. But again, the enemy, he, he's, he's, got, he's given us these you know, bad ideas of saying, well, salvation's a gift, so you, know, you don't need to do anything. Listen, if you're not doing anything, you're missing out on blessings. Okay? Blessings. When you do what the Lord calls you to do, you are blessed. Verse 22 says, Run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. 
Encourage the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Now here's what I want to tell you. Again, you have something inside of you that's crying out for more. You were made for more. If you don't pursue righteous living, if you don't pursue God and the things of God, your flesh will pursue something. It will. And what's it going to pursue? It's, he talks about youthful lusts here. And when we hear you know, lust, we think of pleasure. That's one part of it, okay? But it's also power, fame, wealth, all of those things. If you're not pursuing God, guess what? There's a cry in your heart and it's going to pursue something. And all those avenues. Why does it call it youthful? Because hopefully as we walk with the Lord, we begin to learn those things don't fill. But no matter how old you are, it doesn't matter. If you're not pursuing the Lord, you're going to pursue those dumb things even though they've never paid off. You're just going to keep going back to the same dry well over and over again. How do you stop it? Well, you don't just say, okay, well, I'm not going to do those things anymore. No, that's not going to work because there's something inside of you that's crying out for more. So what do you got to do? You got to go hard after the Lord. Not to earn His love. You've already got His love. But... God wants to use you. And when you are used the way that God wants to use you, you find life inside of you. And it's not about doing something in a way that everybody knows about. Oh, if everybody knows I did something good, then I'm going to feel life. I just want to tell you that's not true. Okay? Because I fall for that sometimes. And I chase that sometimes. And it's not true. When we feel life is when we just do the things that God tells us to. And maybe it just blesses one person and they're the only ones that knew about it. They're, they're the only ones that were aware of it. But you are going to receive life. And that's what Paul is telling Timothy here. Verse 23 says, Again I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone. Be able to teach be patient with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. Now again, it's talking about people within the church. When you say no to God... Hear this. You set yourself up to be used of the enemy to do whatever he wants. And maybe it's chasing after youthful lusts, okay? Things that are just going to destroy you. But if it's not that, one of the other things that he's going to do is he's going to cause you to, you know, pinpoint things that, that you think you need to focus on and you just need to push everyone else into it. You know, kind of like Debbie was talking about earlier. She's got to trust the Lord in some places instead of being like, this is the way it's got to be. Well, guess what? When you don't trust the Lord, that's where you go to. This is the way that it's got to be. And we see so much of that in the church. And rather of encouraging one another towards the Lord, we're all fighting for some kind of thing that we decided is truth, and everybody else who thinks differently is, you know, bound for hell. In the church I grew up in, it was is baptism. Baptism is an awesome thing. <laughs> okay? If you haven't received Jesus, you need to be baptized. That's what the Scripture says. If you haven't been baptized, don't tell me you're following the Lord. That's not what the Scripture says. It says if you follow the Lord, be baptized. 
But in the church I grew up in, oh, it, it was like a separation thing. And we need to talk about it all the time. And you need to do it exactly the way I say it. Oh, and let's talk about people that are on their way to get baptized and they die. Where are they going? Heaven or hell? Let's spend a lot of time talking about that. It's like, what? Why are we talking about these things? Because the enemy wants us talking about those things so we don't talk about the things that really matter, like following Jesus, okay? And being obedient to Him. And everybody had their own little thing. And let's just all focus on that. That's where the enemy wants to take us so that we're not talking about the things that encourage one another towards the Lord. So, how do we solve all this? We simply submit to the Lord. We work hard at submitting to the Lord. You don't have to make things happen. I just want to tell you that. If you're feeling that pressure, that's from the enemy. You don't have to make anything happen. The only thing that the Lord asks of you is that you get up and you submit to Him. But how does that happen? Well, you've got to take time to be with Him. Okay? I know I talk about this all the time because it's so true. You've got to make time to be with Him. Get in His Word. As you're reading His Word. As you're spending quiet time with Him. Okay? And when I say spending quiet time with Him, I say it that way because sometimes when we say prayer, we just think of rattling off a list. Okay? No. Get quiet before Him. Allow Him to lead you as you pray, okay? And listen to Him. And as those things happen, what's going to happen is God's going to want to use you. He's going to call you to do this over here. He's going to call you to say this over here. And as you do those things, it's going to fill you. But it takes work. It takes discipline. You're not earning anything, okay? You've already got His love. His salvation is free. But as you do it, you are going to find blessing because it's what you're made for. And if you're not doing it, the enemy's going to come along, he's going to grab you, and he's going to start using you for his purposes. And the sad part is, is that when he does that, sometimes we think we're being used of the Lord. That's what the Pharisees thought. That's what the religious leaders thought. But they were actually being used of the enemy. But the Lord has so much more for us. We're a gifted body. Every one of us here, if you've said yes to Jesus, you're gifted. But you can say no to Him. I just want to encourage you to say yes. Why? Because I need it? No. It'll bless me, but it's going to bless you. Let Him use you. Father, thank You.